We all know and love our local businesses, but do we really know the people behind the business? Your hosts, Eric Fix and Stephen Flitico from the Genesee County Chamber, sit down with the local business owners of our region and discuss their stories and insights on what it's like owning and operating a business in Genesee County and why. Okay, welcome back. Um, Eric is finally here, back after two months. Hey, hey. So say I know hi. you all miss me. Yeah, say hi, Eric. Hi, Eric. All right, that's enough. Um, so we have a great guest today, um, a very you know unique business in Genesee County. Um, we have Sharon Coyle Farley from Rolling Hills Asylum. How are you, Sharon? I'm great. I feel so honored that Eric made his presence today. Yes. Yeah, Eric and- doesn't like missing the podcast, <laughs> yeah. and Stephen always seems to schedule him when I'm out of town. It's so. the same day every month, but I can't control when he goes on vacation. <laughs> so, um, But yeah, you know. Any, anyways, this is Behind the Business, Genesee County. We're talking about local businesses. We're talking about local business people. Um, and, you know, you've you've been here a while. So how about how about we start back at the beginning and, and what got you first interested in purchasing Rolling Hills Asylum. Many, many, many moons ago, in a land far, far away, (laughs) I had lived in California, and uh, I had been involved in several paranormal groups, and uh, I was going to all these different historical properties, and along came an opportunity to come out here to Rolling Hills on a big, huge event, and had... Uh, come out on June 12th and Friday the 13th and had an incredible experience. That was June, uh, Friday the 13th in 2008, actually, and had incredible experiences and went back to California and checked out my bucket list. Didn't think I'd ever come back to um, this area because I grew up in New Hampshire in a town about the same size as East Bethany with one yellow blinking light and pretty much loved California, uh, the sun and the surf and, you know, the good weather. Um, but ended up getting some calls, uh, about a year later that the place was closing down, Rolling Hills was closing down and they didn't know what was going to happen to it. And honest to God, on the phone, when the person called me, I thought they were joking because it was a historical property. It was known as the Jesse County Poorhouse, the Jesse County Infirmary, and then the nursing home. And as far as I was concerned, it was a historical property. How could they tear down a historical property? And I thought the woman was joking. And as the conversation was going on, she was getting madder and madder at me because I was kept changing the conversation. And when I realized she wasn't joking, I literally had a meltdown on the phone. It was like a a light switch went off. And I started crying on the phone, like, oh my God, what's going to happen to the property? It's so historical. And and to be honest with you, because I'm so involved with the paranormal, I realized that the the spirits, you know, what's going to happen to them? They're going to be all upset and heartbroken. And I know that sounds strange to some people, but not my world. It makes perfect sense. And uh, so I hung up the phone. I was married at the time. And I called my husband at work and I'm very upset, crying on the phone. He thought I was in a car accident. When I told him, no, I'm upset because this historical building is, is going to be torn down and I'm worried about the ghosts. And he goes, really, I'm working. And he hangs up on me, you know, like I'm a crazy idiot. Of course I was. So he comes home and he goes, you know what? Honestly, we're thinking about a, um, a lifestyle change. So why don't I go out and look at it? So I ended up coming out and looking at it. But when I got out here, it was really in very bad shape. And the people wanted a boatload of money. And uh, so I came home and hung my head and couldn't let go of the idea of not buying this property. And I kept calling about it and calling about it. And one thing led to another, and, and the people ended up going bankrupt. And so found out it was going up for auction. And ironically, it was the day before my birthday. It was on October 25th. And so my husband goes, take a shot, fly out, and see what happens. So I came out and... Uh, 
The bank kept bidding against me. It wasn't like those dollar auctions you read about, because I think that's all BS myself. And so I walked out of there, and because uh, I couldn't compete with the bank, they were greedy buggers. And uh, I was driving to the airport, and they called me, and they said, well, we'll work out something. And they worked out something all right. My left arm, my liver, my kidney, and uh, I would say a firstborn, but I don't have any, I'm, I'm like way too old for that. So, I mean, not even the aliens want my ovaries. So, um, at that point, I, I ended up purchasing Rolling Hills the day before my birthday. And uh, yeah, I moved out here in uh, 2010. Um, with one suitcase, I had lined up a movie that I associate produced for Destination America with the Booth Brothers, and uh, had Ghost Adventures lined up. And uh, then I had some surprises, and uh, found out that the pipes had burst in the house, and uh, there was a lovely extension cord running from the building, an orange one, and I never asked about it. And I realized there was no electricity in the house, and it was just a disaster. And one thing led to another, and. Uh, 12 years later, I'm still here. You couldn't get rid of me if you tried, I one, guess. One suitcase, yep. right? One kidney and one arm. Yeah, no worries. I don't know. No <laughs> he wasn't going to touch that one. Yeah, I'll stay That's a joke. Yeah. This is just a joke. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe, I mean, obviously we know what Rolling Hills is, but maybe we can, we can recap here and, and talk about what exactly goes on there. Well, originally, like I said, it was the old Genesee County Poorhouse, which housed widows and orphans and Civil War veterans. It was like a kind of like a, a welfare system for for people back in the 1800s. It took care of everybody. Um, it was a, like a one-stop place for, for people to have help and to be taken care of. And it was like a working farm. And then in the 1930s, 1938, they built an infirmary. It was the first hospital for the area. And then in 19... Um, 64, they built the nursing home. So it was the old Genesee County nursing home. And then they closed it down in 1974. There were water issues. Still have water issues out there myself, actually. Um, but in 1974, um, they closed this down. They built the nursing home in Batavia. And then that closed down just a few years ago, and it went private. Um, it's privately owned now. So there's no um, county nursing home for Genesee County anymore. So, um, And then over the years, we had three private owners, private prior to me. The first one was Cecil Speakman. He wanted to create assisted living for the elderly. And the poor man lived there by himself and uh, had a Herculean effort to try to create all these little apartments and gave himself um, many heart attacks and strokes and passed away. And then there was the Bowdeckers and they tried to create a carriage village. A lot of people remember that remember place. That, yep. And uh, people used to go in there and, and, uh, go to Santa's village and go into the bakery, which was originally the morgue. So people, if you went in there and bought um, cookies and things like that, um, and uh, they used to store the, the butter in those coolers, that's um, the morgue. And uh, then the previous owners to me had antique small and craft mall. And lo and behold, here I am, um, somewhere between the last owner and me, we've been running ghost hunts and paranormal investigations and weddings. Uh, we had a wedding in the morgue and a couple other weddings in October. We'll be having, hopefully on October 31st, a bunch of weddings and celebrity events and uh, psychic fairs and art fairs and art classes and all kinds of things so okay now now what what brand have you put on the place you know what's like your your calling card 
Well, we're historical property that's authentically haunted. We don't fake anything. It's there. The spirits are there. There's a lot of spirits that we can trace the family roots back to the area, like the Flemings, uh, George Fleming, his family's still in the area. The Allwarts, Emma Allwart, um, her family's still in the area. Um, there's a lot of people that still have uh, residents still in the area. So, so take me into a little more detail about that. Um, you know, the whole haunting piece, and and you you mentioned. You know, people, individuals, how does, how does that all happen? Like, how do you get that research? How do you get to that point? How do you know who's who or what's what and that sort of thing? Like take us a little deeper into the whole paranormal historical piece. Well, luckily some of the information was handed down to me. Then of course we do the typical 20, uh, not 23 and me. I don't do, <laughs> I don't do 23 and me. Ancestry. Yeah. I don't take, I don't take swaps from people. Um, I do ancestry.com of course. And then the local historian. Um, and then we go into the local, uh, cemeteries and, you know, obviously there are people that are local that, um, come in and talk to me as well. I can't tell you just the other day I was talking to a Mason, uh, who came by my place and he said, Oh gosh, my, uh, my parents used to, uh, do horse-drawn carriage rides when it was the Bowdeckers, when the Bowdeckers were here. So people constantly stopped by. Um, I, there was a, a few years back, a sheriff had come by, and his great-great-grandfather was George Fleming. He's since, the sheriff since moved to Colorado. But um, So things like that happen all the time. So I just constantly either are my paths cross with people or I've done research. So... Or they tell me. The spirits will tell us. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, I bring I mean, in how, photos, and I'll yeah. say, like, Emma, I brought in a photo of Emma's family, um, Nurse Emma, and I'll say, who's this? And she goes, that's my brother or so-and-so, or that's my sister. And they'll tell us. It's pretty crazy. You know, yeah, that's why I'm not going. Yeah, well, you can, No, it's you amazing. Can, it's really, during the day. That's what I... Right. I've been during I actually, the day twice. I actually... We actually... Um, I don't love smoking or vaping or anything like that in the building, and uh, I caught a couple of girls this past October vaping upstairs, and of course through them out of the building. And one of my um, assistants went upstairs and asked Emma, Emma, are you okay? And we had a recorder going. And she goes, no, they're smoking up here. She was really mad. It was a nurse. Yeah, the spirit. Yeah. She was really, we have a record. I can play it for you later. Um, but she was really upset. Yeah, maybe we should talk about some of those. What are like some of the experiences that are like memorable to you? Oh, gosh. There's so many. It's hard for me to always pinpoint some of them. But um Recently, we had some people that were there investigating, and we, we put uh, one of the ladies in the wheelchair, and we shut a set of double doors in the hallway behind her. And there was another group in the building, but they were way upstairs in a whole other part of the building. And everyone else was in this one hallway where this girl was in the wheelchair, and there was no one around her, like a good 25 feet away from her. And all of a sudden... She's asking for someone to push her, and she hears the doors open up behind her, and she got scared, so she bolted out of the wheelchair. <laughs> the doors opened up behind her, and she just ran. Um, and then the other night, there was a couple other people. They were walking, um, three or four of them walking down the hallway, and they had a flashlight, and they see someone coming from one side of the hallway by this door. Now, I know the door's locked. They didn't know the door was locked. But they see someone walking from this doorway, and they actually heard the footsteps. And so they turn the light on, and there's no one there. And they come flying back down to find me, and they go, we heard this footsteps, and we lost, saw this person running. We turned the light, and there's nobody there. And I'm like, 
The door's locked. There's nobody there because it's a shadow person. You don't run away from them. You run towards them if you see a shadow person. That's what you're there for. We'll, have to, so we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. Well, yeah, but even even that point, like, do you do you find yourself having to educate folks when they do oh, come out to you all the time? Absolutely. Yeah. And then we have, um, like I said, we have the morgue table. I was telling you about the morgue a minute ago. You can go down to the morgue and you lay on the morgue table and you literally can ask for help. You role play, not in a weird way or anything, but you know, you role play and you ask for help and tell them you can't breathe and that you maybe have a pain in your chest and there's a doc down there and he'll give you compressions on your chest or give you CPR or they'll, you know, they'll feel like, um, your, where your pulse is or where your femoral artery is. And if we have like a spirit box going, which is a, like an AMFM radio that has, uh, it scans up and down the frequency. It sounds like white noise. And you'll hear them talking. They'll say, get the ampoo bag. Or they'll say, um, <laughs> if you're if you're already dead, if you're dead and there's no hope, they'll say, bag them and tag them. It's terrible. It's really funny. But they'll really try to help you sometimes. Um, and some of the experience, sometimes I'll, people will say, oh, my God, I feel them grabbing my, my foot. Or I'll, I feel them grabbing my arm or, or my shoulder and they'll get up later on they'll say oh my god my shoulder doesn't hurt anymore and i've actually had pain in my shoulder for years it's like they go to the pain where they've had in their body naturally and all of a sudden they have no pain in their shoulder anymore it's like they're helping them it's very interesting yeah. see it's, it's funny because i asked her memorable experiences and she brings up stuff within the past two weeks because stuff happens there stuff happens constantly. All the time. it's constantly yeah i mean and maybe this will be a good segue into this but um, you've been on Travel Channel a few times, right? And Travel, other ones. Yeah. Um, what are some of those highlights? Oh gosh. Well, I know well, you're on Ghost for, Adventures. For me, it's that. For me, the the, episode, the when I'm on like the shows, they just do brief interviews. It really that, nothing happens for me. But a couple of the best shows that have been there have been. Um, well, Ghost Asylum with uh, Tennessee Ray Chasers, they're actually coming back May 20th and 21st. So we still have tickets available for them. And then. Uh, Destination Fear. They had really good, really good experiences with little Jack in the laundry room. We have a little boy who looks like Pugsley on the Adams family. You can go down the laundry room, put out a recorder and sing like children's songs like Duck, Duck, Goose, London Bridge, leave out the last part of the song and then sing it a couple of times, leaving out the last part and then you play the recorder and he'll sing the last part of the song. It's very cute. So that's really cool. Or, 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 um, Roy, he likes to um, wish people happy birthday. Okay. Or dance with them. Yeah, they, you catch Roy quite a bit on camera, right? Yeah, oh, yes. yeah. Oh, my God. That's what happened recently. I've caught him on, on camera quite a bit. The very first night I was there in 2008 on Friday the 13th, I caught him wearing, very tall, wearing a blue jacket, very like a suit jacket. And somebody years later sent me a photograph of him, a real photograph that he knew him when he was living there as in the poorhouse. And he was wearing the same jacket. And then a few, just a few months ago, I caught him on the ramp wearing the same jacket. So that's consistent over years. See, I know this stuff. So maybe we should talk about who Roy is. Roy's our seven and a half foot shadow man. He came to live here when he was about uh, 12 years old. He was, um, he had giganticism. So by the time he was six, he was over, uh, by the time he was 12, he was over seven feet tall. And his father just, Felt he was an embarrassment at the time. Um, he was born 1890. He died um, when he was uh, about 52 years old. So um, lived out his life in the poorhouse. Gentle giant, but people just didn't understand because he looked different. His yeah. facial features. See, and that, that goes into the, the poorhouse explanation of that. You know, yeah. back in the day when people had disabilities or, or uh, 
people's husbands died, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. They would have nowhere to go, and they were sent to the poorhouse, which exactly. is Rolling Hills Asylum now. Yeah. So that's the historical part of it, um, along with all the other history. Um, I'm still trying to figure out if Roy was born nowadays, his dad would have him on some travel AAU team. Yeah, by the time, oh he'd be yeah. wealthy. He'd, he'd be, be world famous. Oh, he'd be world That's famous. That's the difference. Yeah. He is world famous. Though. Well, he is right yeah. in a different way. Yeah, he's been on TV multiple. He's probably times. if he's wearing, yeah. if you only see him wearing that coat every once in a while, he might be telling you just to turn up the heat. He might be. Well, what interesting enough though, they could barely keep the place at 42 degrees in really? the winter because it was bricks. It is yeah, bricks and a block and yeah. plaster. Well, yeah, so, and half of it, well, I don't know the exact dimensions, but 1890, right? And then the rest was built in 1950. Well, it was eight, like well, all the, most of the white buildings are gone because they burnt down or got torn down. So most of all the white dorms are gone. The brick building that everyone knows is Rolling Hills was built in 1938 as the infirmary. And then the long east wing that's on Raymond Roadside that was built in 58 after the last men's dorm, after the men's dorm burnt down. Okay. So. Okay. Um, you know, one of my favorite things about Rolling Hills is just the, the look of the front. Um, you know, and I know it yeah. used to be a tuberculosis ward or something like that. They used to build buildings like that, like it's a angled in the middle kind of look. Actually, the tuberculosis ward um, was on the east wing, up okay. by the solarium, the, la- the three-story oh, the glass there? porch yeah. 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 that yeah. faces the fields. Yes. Um, but I know when I come up on that road coming up to mm-hmm. Rolling Hills – and you come up over the hill, and then here's this big, giant old building. Yeah, yeah you definitely get a feeling looking at the place. You're you like, just, you just know that there's something about that building that's that's different or, you know, paranormal. Well, and, you know, the piece that I find interesting is prior to you you coming on board and, and, and purchasing the property, and I think it was a little bit before you, they did some paranormal, you know, you'd, you'd have no idea. Yeah, no. You know, and an expert like yourself coming in and, and – Finding all this and turning it into a tourism attraction is just, to me, that's the mind-blowing piece, right? That's the, here's this place. I mean, these the spirits didn't just exist from 2008 on. They've been, They've there, been forever. there forever, right? And it's it's a, just a situation where the right person at the right time in the right place can turn it into something. There are spirits everywhere, though. There are spirits in your house. There are spirits in Target. There are spirits everywhere. Target. There are. <laughs> They're There's, the ones that make you buy more. There's, there's... Buy more stuff. <laughs> There are there's spirits everywhere. It's crazy. Uh, so. Next time I come home from Target and I spend too much, I'll just tell my wife it was the spirits. Yeah. Yes. Someone was pretty Sharon in my said ear. there's spirits in Target. <laughs> Sharon said. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's that's a great point, Eric, that um, you know, you had the the vision back in two thousand and eight to see that there was an opportunity with this building that very well could have been bought by somebody and knocked down. Well, I have a big vision but no money. <laughs> so I have a lot of vision. Um I mean, honestly, there should be a lot more done with the place. It should be like more of a living museum, but it's going to require investors. So explain that. that. What do you mean by a living museum? Well, I mean, honestly, it was an old, um, it was an old poorhouse, and it was farmland, and so it should be recreated. There so you're be, thinking something along like a Mumford, where it's like, let's go back to what it was like hundred years have, ago. Or it something? should have yeah. some. It should be. Um, well, there's a carriage house. It would make mm-hmm. a lovely restaurant mm-hmm. with a farm to table um, style restaurant um one of the old barns recreated maybe made into a small inn and then have some sort of like a, a Sturbridge village or Genesee country museum not full-on you know everyday kind of stuff but some sort of a recreation so people got to feel what it used to be there 
I think people would love and it. Paranormal have, at night. And yeah, people want to stay there. I've every day people call me and ask me if they can stay. There. I have people actually call me and say, well, can you take another patient? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I literally do. Can, do you have room for another male patient? Um, we're running out of room in our asylum. Can you have room for I literally do. Honest to God, not a week goes by, I get I get a call from some hospital. I said, do you have any, any idea what this place is? I said, if they're dead, I'll take them. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Honest, uh, knock on wood, I swear to God. So, it's crazy. Send me their ashes, and I'll, I, I, I'll put them I, I on know. The I don't mean to be disrespectful. I'm sorry that <laughs> no, people that's need help. Cr- that's, and, I never that never done it. Well, well, asylum, yeah. I right. know, yeah. but they uh, don't even look me up. It's crazy. Yeah, they're that desperate that uh, they. I feel so bad for the people. I shouldn't place people. That's really yeah, but yes. still, but, yeah. no, but but it's kind of funny. But we'll edit that part out. So how about you know we haven't talked about how you go there. You know, what you do to, to book a tour or, or all the other events? Sure. Um, basically, you do have to go on the website, and you can only buy tickets in advance. We don't do walk-ups. Um, so there is a calendar, and you go on the website, uh, rollinghillsasylum.com. We do do school groups. I actually have um, a school group coming out on Thursday, the 12th, um, Wellsville. So they're coming out. We have college groups that come out. We have... Um, private bus groups that come out. We have private parties that come out. They book birthday parties or anniversary parties. We can do catered dinners. I work a lot with uh, DNR Depot. They're absolutely They're the fabulous. Best. They are. They're the best. So we do a lot with them. We do, um, so we can do everything. We do, you know, we do. I'm going to start doing the historical tours and the flashlight tours. I haven't been doing the guided tours, to be honest with you. It's been a long winter and I need to start walking the building because this girl's a little chubby and I need to start walking the building. It's hard to walk and talk. It's 60,000 square feet and I have to get my, uh, my lungs 60, back. 60,000 thousand square feet yeah it's a lot of walking once around is a mile so to walk and talk a mile up and down all those stairs i gotta get my legs back and my lungs back so i gotta walk so if i'm eric fix and i live in the road with my family i just call and make an appointment nope you book it online you just book it online i don't take reservations on the phone you buy tickets online yep and you have private hunts and you have public public hunts hunts, private hunts Yep. Yeah. All sorts of different things. All sorts of different things. The public hunt started about, um, well, four hours, 50 bucks plus tax. Um, private hunts, you can do a four hour during the week. You can go to work afterwards, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. It's 500 bucks. You can ramp to 10 people. So it's not a bad deal. You get the whole 60,000 square foot building to yourself. But we could pretty much, we, me and the spirits, we <laughs> can make anything you want, basically. So. You send me an email, let me know what you want to do, and I can probably make it happen. Yeah. Rolling Hills Asylum. And if you're looking for her on social media, it's official Rolling Hills Asylum, right? Right. And if you're retired and you're looking for a part-time job in the wee hours of the morning and at nighttime, I am looking for someone who's retired that will, would like to get into the paranormal. So if you're especially an older gentleman that wants to do some stuff, look me up. Sharon's looking. <laughs> Not personally, I know. for work, I'm just, I'm just for work. For work. For work. No. Yes. This is not a dating conversation. No, you're, you're too busy for that. You got too much going on. Not unless you're Johnny Depp. <laughs> well, he's available. Uh, let's not go there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone's got to take a number on that one. Yeah. Yes. 
Uh, all right, so the way we wrap up this podcast is called The Final Four, and Eric takes it. So go ahead, do your thing. Sure, so just quick four questions. Don't think too much about them. Just answer the first thing Oh, this comes is to like the, uh, the actor's studio. Yeah, so first car. Dawson B210. Oh, you said that fast. What I got to Google it. Not that B- fast. Dawson B210 with orange, white, and blue stripes. Dawson. Brown. Dotson, right? Dotson B210 hatch. D O D? No, D. Oh my God, you're so young. Dotson D A T S U N hatchback brown with orange, white, and blue stripes. This is why I asked that question. 1977. No, 1978. I asked that question so I can see how. 1970. So Stephen feels young. No, I think it was 77. That's right. 1977, Dotson. Hatchback, yeah. Hatchback. Nice. Awesome. Favorite vacation spot when you can have the time to go? Oh, beach. All the way around. Yeah. Beach. Any, any, any beach. One. Anything that's got an ocean. Ocean nice. only. Same. Same. I'm with you on that. Um, first job you had? It was at Shaw's Supermarket. Bag and groceries worked my way up. And if you could have any superpower? It would be to teleport. Because that way I could go. Like beam me up, Scotty kind of teleport? Yeah, teleport. Because I could go anywhere. I could either go backward or forward in time. And I could travel and vacation really, really fast. And so that way I wouldn't have to get a house sitter or a dog sitter or or anyone to run my business. I could just go on a vacation like right now and be back tonight. Yeah, or and not pay for an airplane too. Exactly. And find out why Roy really wears that blue jacket. Talk to him. Yeah, you can get all of I could go hang out with him right now. Well, you could do that now anyways. I know, but I could place, like but... talk to him without a recorder. Mm-hmm. I could go talk to Johnny Depp in California right now. <laughs> Give him some advice and come back. Pretty sure we all know where he is. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in court. Not right now. He's not in court now. He's on oh, okay. the, he's not, he's I like, stopped paying attention for yeah, a long time. No, he's, no, he's like, he's on hiatus until All right. Good. All right. Well, thank you, Sharon. That's it. Thank you. Thank you, Stop guys. Out. I really appreciate it. Come on out, everybody. Yes. East Bethany, New Support York. Support the historical property, really. I'm just trying to save a property. Paranormal is really, you know, what keeps it going, but I'm really trying to save a historical property. Yes. As a local person, property. you know, go see some local history out in East Bethany. There's a lot to it. There's a lot more than what meets the eye. This podcast is brought to you as a public service from the Genesee County Chamber of Commerce. For more episodes, listen and subscribe on any of your favorite podcast apps, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and many more. See you next time.